...things occur. Such senseless kidnappings they sometimes seem to us. A Ukrainian girl without a passport. An old man beyond the age of usefulness. Sometimes, of course, the technician or the traitor. This was roughly the Vienna to which Rollo Martins came on February the 7th last year. I have reconstructed the affair as best I can from my own files and from what Martins told me. It is as accurate as I can make it. I've tried not to invent a line of dialogue, though I can't vouch for Martin's memory. An ugly story, if you leave out the girl. Grim and sad and unrelieved, if it were not for that absurd episode of the British Council lecturer. A British subject can still travel if he is content to take with him only five English pounds, which he is forbidden to spend abroad. But if Rollo Martins had not received an invitation from Lyme of the International Refugee Office, he would not have been allowed to enter Austria, which counts still as occupied territory. Lyme had suggested that Martins might write up the business of looking after the international refugees, and although it wasn't Martins' usual line, he had consented. It would give him a holiday, and he badly needed a holiday after the incident in Dublin and the other incident in Amsterdam. He always tried to dismiss women as incidents, things that simply happened to him without any will of his own, acts of God in the eyes of insurance agents. He had a haggard look when he arrived in Vienna, and a habit of looking over his shoulder that for a time made me suspicious of him, until I realized that he went in fear that one of, say, six people might turn up unexpectedly. He told me vaguely that he had been mixing his drinks. That was another way of putting it. Rollo Martin's usual line was the writing of cheap paper-covered westerns under the name of Buck Dexter. His public was large but unremunerative. He couldn't have afforded Vienna if Lyme had not offered to pay his expenses when he got there out of some vaguely described propaganda fund. Lyme could also, he said, keep him supplied with paper baffs, the only currency in use from a penny upwards in British hotels and clubs. So it was with exactly five unusable pound notes that Martins arrived in Vienna. An odd incident had occurred at Frankfurt, where the plane from London grounded for an hour. Martins was eating a hamburger in the American canteen. A kindly airline supplied the passengers with a voucher for 65 cents worth of food, when a man he could recognize from 20 feet away as a journalist approached his table. "'You Mr. Dexter?' he asked. "'Yes.' Martin said, taken off his guard. "'You look younger than your photographs,' the man said. "'Like to make a statement? I represent the local forces paper here. We'd like to know what you think of Frankfurt. I only touched down ten minutes ago.' "'Fair enough,' the man said. "'What about views on the American novel?' "'I don't read them,' Martin said. "'The well-known acid humour,' the journalist said. He pointed at a small grey-haired man with protruding teeth, nibbling a bit of bread. "'Happen to know if that's Carey?' "'No. What Carey?' "'J.G. Carey, of course. I've never heard of him. "'You novelists live out of the world. He's my real assignment.' And Martins watched him make across the room for the great Carey, who greeted him with a false headline smile, laying down his crust. Dexter wasn't the man's assignment, but Martins couldn't help feeling a certain pride. Nobody had ever before referred to him as a novelist.' and that sense of pride and importance carried him over the disappointment when Lyme was not there to meet him at the airport. We never get accustomed to being less important to other people than they are to us.
Martins felt the little jab of dispensability, standing by the bus door watching the snow come sifting down so thinly and softly that the great drifts among the ruined buildings had an air of permanence, as though they were not the result of this meagre fall, but lay forever above the line of perpetual snow. There was no line to meet him at the Hotel Astoria, the terminus where the bus landed him, and no message, only a cryptic one for Mr. Dexter, from someone he had never heard of, called Crabbin. We expected you on tomorrow's plane. Please stay where you are, on the way round. Hotel room booked. But Rollo Martins wasn't the kind of man who stayed around. If you stayed around in a hotel lounge, sooner or later incidents occurred. One mixed one's drinks. I can hear Rollo Martins saying to me, I've done with incidents, no more incidents, before he plunged head first into the most serious incident of all. There was always a conflict in Rollo Martins between the absurd Christian name...